This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. If you like Doug Benson, check out his new CD, Professional Humoridian, available on iTunes and at astrecords.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hello, hello everybody. Hey, what's up? Welcome to I Love Movies, a podcast from the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. Theme song by Hard and Firm. Cookie that I ate this afternoon by Laura. Yes, a young lady named Laura gave me a cookie. I'm like, it's three o'clock. The show's not for five hours. 
I'm going to be fine. <laughs> By five hours from now, it's going to be great. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't even think of anything <laughs> that's supposed to happen. Did you guys see Hancock? I, sk- I skipped it. I skipped it. He said the number one movie f- like five times on... Oh, hey, Bob. <laughs> Mystery guest Bob Odenkirk is here. Yeah. Turned my story into a real cliffhanger. Will Doug remember what story it was telling? And the answer is no. Let's bring our first guest out. Um, you know him from when he stuck his head out just now and talked to me. It's so many other things. A show, Mr. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Odenkirk. Let's hear it for him. Here he comes. Hey, buddy. Whoa. Crazy, crazy entrance. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's great, isn't it? I've seen this table. Charlie Rose, no. <laughs> uh, Nobel Peace Prize awards. This is what they use. This <laughs> and this setup with the microphones. Talk into this one, though. The podcast listeners didn't get any of that. Is this actually a pod- This podcast? is a podcast, yeah. It's not just for these folks who are in the baggy shorts in the front row. I love it. This is awesome. Hey, you know, I got to ask you something. It's a hot summer can, night. Let's put on I, our baggy shorts and go watch guys talk about movies. Doug. Yeah. You know the thing where your pants hang down under your underwear? You know the thing? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, a lot of times when, as people age, they'll bring their fashion from teenage years up with them. It'll come with them. They'll continue to do it, even though they've outgrown it in every way. In every way they should have stopped. But the thing where your pants go... You're gonna, he's gonna do it for the audience. It's the gang pants, where you can see some of the underwear and some pants. And they, yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of miraculous because they always stay up. How do they stay up? They always hold it. They're like magicians. I see them from behind. It looks like they just have a way, you know, they have an interesting way of walking. They have a very cliched limp going on, I thought, was what was happening. Richard Belzer, Richard Belzer, circa 1975. My impression of a black man, that kind of walk. Uh, he started. He, he did start it. The black guy saw it and said, I guess I gotta walk like that now. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. I don't wanna prove him a liar. Um. So that is not going to age well, is my point. That's you don't want to be point. doing that when you're 50. And Anyhow, we'll see what happens. It'll be, it's the great mystery of the century. How will that fashion fad uh, age? Have and you will, the funny thing, too, is that it will go away. And then kids, probably kids now, are like 10-year-olds are like, the fuck? How corny. 
Jesus, with the hole in his pants? Weird. What do you like in, that's playing like in the movie theaters right now? What, what do I you like? like? I want to like? see Hellboy. Because that guy is amazing. I heard the Hellboys like if Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth <laughs> had a had a and Hellboy. A <laughs> I want to see it's that. It's like f- fucking freakiest shit, supposedly. I think I want to see Batman. Um, oh, I could not be. That's the movie for me. I think that's the best movie of the year, sight unseen. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see I'm that. I'm completely in. Um, I read. I read in the uh, L.A. Times. Christopher Nolan said uh, that he was making a upsetting crime drama and not an you know action hero movie. And I'm like, yes, upsetting crime drama. <laughs> and the dude is dead. The dude in the movie is dead. It's gonna be creepy as all hell. Oh man. Count awesome. me in, Bob. <laughs> uh, you gonna take the kids? You taking the kids? Mommy and me day maybe no, Monday no. morning. My kids, my kids have not seen like scary movies or even movies that are that racy. They haven't. No, it's good. Keep them sheltered. They actually. Yeah. They seem like sweet kids. I was at a barbecue with them the other day, and they would not. They didn't look. At, they didn't come anywhere near me. So they know what's up. <laughs> They're. They, they've got good intuition. They, they can read vibes. They can read vibes. Dogs yeah. love me, but the kids, they know better. Uh, so what? Uh, a movie lately that you liked? Uh, Did you name one? Oh, that I liked. Yeah. Can I tell you that when you told me what we were going to discuss this evening, it, it's a very I have a I have a very uh, different experience of movies from uh, I feel like from most people. <laughs> okay. Like, like well, I don't. Be good. I, I do, <laughs> Like, I do not care about the fact... Like, I'm watching Casablanca right now as I work out. I have a a little thing. And uh, I watch a movie, you know, and it usually takes me, like, three workouts to watch it. And, and, you know, I've never thought it was... It's never swept me up. And I've watched it probably seven or eight times in my life. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that people talk about, like, one of the best movies ever, and people just worship it. And I find it kind of cold, and uh, I even find it kind of clunky. Like, you know, I don't know if you remember it very well, but Humphrey Bogart sees the the girl, and he he has had a past with her, and he's supposed to help shepherd her through wartime Casablanca. She's a fugitive, and the guy she's with is a fugitive. And there's a Maltese falcon. From the Nazis. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. When did they start making movies? Just Doug? pucker what up and year? blow. Just what pucker year? up and blow. What year? You know how to whistle, don't you? Just pucker up and blow. What year did they start making movies? They started making movies in 78. That's right. 76 was a preview with Star Wars. And then, and then a few years later, Anyhow, mo- movies became awesome. I, I, uh... He, he, I don't know if you remember this, but he says, you know, look, they clearly have this past, right? There's all this weight to their scenes, and they really look at each other with great meaning, and they comment, they make comments, and you know they have this intense past, and they were in love. And they have this song, and don't play it, I can't hear it, and she's like, play it! And he's like, if you play it for her, you play it for me! <laughs> and uh, and then, after all that, which it's is like, uncanny, we get it. Uncanny, the right, voices. We get it, right? <laughs> 
thank you. Thank you so much. And I, when I think of how long I worked on it, it if it hadn't done well... Pays off. I, pays off. Pays off. Hard work. The time you spend. Um, and then there's this fucking montage of them as younger people. Humphrey Bogart has, like, hair extensions in. And they're in Paris. And there's, like, little films playing behind them as they drive a car. And sh- it's insane. It's crappy. Poorly made. You don't need the whole sequence. Hey, buddy. Sorry, Doug told me to come out. Talking about fucking Castle Chris Hardwick's here, everybody. I was actually invited to be on the show. He was invited. It's terribly awkward for me to just say, just come out when you get there. I didn't know anyone interrupt the the Casablanca. This is Uh, the best news of all. Don't worry. I'll remember to get back on track. Um, But briefly, Chris... Doug. Put a pothead uh, in charge. What were you doing? Why, why did you have to come in a few minutes late? What, what was going on? What, I was doing, doing a. Uh, I was doing an interview for a, a podcast for some some friends of mine um, with one of the guys from the New Pornographers. And are you always on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just hop from podcast to podcast. Um, I haven't really like, figured out how to like in a rocker voice living on a podcast. I ha- just do it for me. Living on a podcast. See, I knew I'd be able I, I to haven't do that. figured out how to monetize it yet, so it's probably a bad career decision. But I figure make it write a book about it. Yeah, but I just don't want to do anything else but be living on, on a podcast. <laughs> you're this is you're podcasting this, right? Oh, fucking sweet. Well, I'm great. Two for two Tuesday for Chris Hardwick. You started it. You yeah. started your year on the pod. That's right. So, my Bob is in a Casablanca's overrated thing. Go. It's not just that it's overrated. It's that, uh, for me, uh, it's not even that, like, and my, it's in my top 100. It, it doesn't even rate. There's only, in my, no, wait, it's a good movie. Top 2054. I could give a shit. I'll watch it <laughs> if I'm working out. But. Yeah, just turn it on. I gotta, you got to work out all the time. so, uh, And I can't watch the same 15 movies over and over, which is what I do. The point is I have my movies that I like, right? and there's like 20 of them, and then that's it. Everything else, some of it's okay. What? It just doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. It doesn't make it good because it's technically good. I don't give a shit. And just like the movies that I love, I don't care if they're technically not good. I, they're my favorite movies. How often I, does the new one get in? How often can a new one get into the 20? I Hancock? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't know, man. I would say uh, t- it's not often. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. EW, Entertainment Weekly Magazine, Chris Hardwick, Bob Odenkirk. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm in that in. one, so I have to honor their lists uh, Okay. These are the, the list of the new classics, and by new classics they mean since yeah, some, some specific year. Okay. The point is they want 75 wanna, or yeah. some shit. It's in here. Best of the last 25 years. All right, good. All right, so here we go. Number 10, uh, according to this magazine, Moulin Rouge. What? <laughs> <laughs> Top ten films by Johnny Faggot Pants. <laughs> yes, you can, can, can. Yes, you can, can, can. Yes, you can, can, can. Moulin Rouge. Oh, those summer nights. 
I love 19th century French techno. Chris is willing to go further than I was. What would number eight be? Uh, let's just go down the list. Let's go to number nine. You know, I got to say, when I saw this table, I thought we were going to have a serious discussion. <laughs> you thought it was going to be all Charlie Rose style. Okay, Die Hard is number nine. And then and it, says here that, it says here that in the TV version, he says, Yippee-ki-yay, Melon Farmer. He really does say that. It says that he says that. Well, technically, he well, is German. Let me just say... So that's yeah. another reason to watch that movie. It's a great movie. That's a really good movie. It's a lot uh, of fun to dub movies and make up crazy bullshit. And just... Because uh, two, two of the films I've done have been dubbed for network, and we that will be fun to see. I can't wait to see... I hope I get to see uh, Let's Go to Prison and the Brothers <laughs> Solomon... Played on some USA network or something because it, the nuttiest bullshit. We just put in crazy, meaningless insanity, and it'll be funny as funny as can be. Funniest thing, I suppose, about him. Yeah. Keep going. It just adds an extra layer of funny, which you can. From now on, I'm going to write like, that in. I'm just like going to say now, right? You have yeah. you know two people being funny. Um, <laughs> nobody, nobody agrees with that. Or they're dying to know what's next on the list. Number eight, think I think it should rank much higher. I'll check with you guys after I say it. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I think I should go up higher on the list than eighth. I don't know, man. Really? None of these movies. Uh, I mean, they're all movie. technically it's well on, made. I watch it from the really? moment I start watching it. It's very, very well done. It's, it's mesmerizing. Great. Yeah, but who gives a shit? It's about a <laughs> fucking murderer. And uh, whatever murders are depraved and You're soulless. You're a tough nut to crack, but who gives a shit? I mean, what are you con- then- what are you contributing? And look, I I've made I've made three movies, and I don't think they rank either at all, anywhere near rank. But uh, but the point is, what are you contributing to the? I do in my top fifteen hundred. The conversation. Both what are you years. What are you contributing to the conversation? The public uh, dialogue or whatever. You know what I mean? What are you contributing to the world by making that movie? I mean, technically proficient, very entertaining, uh, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't know. It brings, Keep it, going. It See if you can hit joy. one. It's so, I like it's to hear so, one that I think belongs in a. Well, it's, it's so horrible. Like it makes me feel good Sil- about my life. Silence of the Lambs has brought us. Years of entertaining Hannibal oh, Lecter right. satire. Yeah. Um, so. Put a lotion in many... the bucket. Put a lotion in the oh, bucket. Oh, God, stop it. Oh, my God. Put it in. Put it in. It gets me every time. Put it in. Sometimes when I was mad at my kids and I needed them to do something when they were little babies, I would say, It washes its hands. <laughs> <laughs> it finishes its vegetables. I don't know if they got the uh, thing I was... <laughs> I love it. Number seven, Hannah and her sisters. Well, you know... That's a, a, I think that's it's fairly appropriately placed. It's, movie, this, it's, the, most, how is it's the sunniest and of all of his not, movies. How is Crimes and Misdemeanors not the movie? Well, that's... that's a you better, know, they, they sort of then go on to mention some of his other movies. But I mean, Hannah and her sisters is about an old man having a crush, which is pathetic. Fucking yeah. pathetic. But he gets he, he gets her in the end though, doesn't he? 
So what? Is that okay? <laughs> no, he tells her he made a huge mistake, and he. There's one thing, one reason why it should belong the there. And is it this is the one where it's in Russia? No. Max von Sydow's awesome. Is it in the future? Awesome, the be- one of the best lines ever in a Woody is Allen it, movie. Is he in jail? Can I just say that one of the yes. best lines ever in a Woody <laughs> Allen movie. If Jesus Christ came back today and saw what was happening in his name, he would never stop vomiting. <laughs> Max so, von Sydow. Awesome. In, I don't think he improvised that. But that was in Hannah and Her Sisters. Yes. So this was a good choice. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan's number six. Of course mm. not. And the I don't first like 20 minutes. I don't like anything with that minutes book are end, amazing. bookend stuff. I don't like that. You like the first 20? Oh, you well, mean once whole, on the beach. The landing is an amazing yeah. experience and belongs in some museum of war somewhere. <laughs> but the fucking movie is corny as shit with all these fucking... Cornball characters in this story. Eh, come on, come on. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't make this list. Waste of time. Keep going. <laughs> Don't yell at me. I only invited Chris so that you wouldn't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing Keep a very going. good job of stopping. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you probably agreed with some of that. It's, it's an overrated movie. Um, Number five is Toy Story. It's really good. Toy Story. <laughs> it's a very, very well done. It's very well done. I like two better for some reason. Yeah, two is a little more of an interesting story. But yeah. If they were going to pick a movie that sort of ushered in the new uh, that the Pixar CG yeah. era, I think Toy Story is a good a good choice. Uh, even even I, to represent. I don't think it beats Nemo though. Nemo was was good. Yeah. There's something kind of, um, you know, one thing about Toy Story is the people characters were so fucking weird. Remember that? <laughs> it was like hard to look at. Yeah, that's what they. That's what got better that's in the next a, movie. They were a, a little, negative. They were a little less weird to look at. That, that first one, they were. They well, it were all really just creepy. works together. Yeah, that's right. They were Polar Express creepy. Yeah. Oh God. And I hope that movie's in the top three. <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like Polar Express. Like whenever I watch, whenever I see Bruce Jenner now, he reminds me of watching like Polar Express, where you're like, he's almost human. Okay, this one. I w- this next to number four. I'd put it two or three, and it's Blue Velvet. It's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. it's really, really Several good. Several of his films. It's a challenging I think, I think movie. Elephant really Man is an amazing movie. <laughs> can, I, can I argue why A Blue Velvet belongs there? Because Please. Um, so much of what's uh, significant about the storytelling is the images and the way they're married to the to the music. And I mean, in other words, it's like, it's not like, one thing about Saving Private Ryan is <laughs> it, it would probably... You could write down what happens, and it would have the same impact, except for that first 20 minutes, which is visceral, that it would have watching it. It wouldn't have more impact watching people walk around saying those things as it would reading it. But Blue Velvet, you could never put that on paper and have it matter the way it does as a film. So it's a better film. It's a better use of film. 
Back to Saving Private Ryan, though. Have, did you ever, have you seen the YouTube footage where they put yakety sacks over no. like a big chunk of the first? <laughs> I want to see that. that. <laughs> and like, like the list like that was fucking awesome. So just if you just search yakety sacks and Saving Private Ryan, you'll just see it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. It's a good use. They've timed all the bullets to go. Good stuff. Here's another one that would be good to do that too. Uh, number three is Titanic. Oh come the fuck on! Are you? Boo number indeed. three is Titanic. Why? Why did they? Did they is there any just? There's a glare, so I can't see the magazine. But is there any justification for why? Well, Titanic? you know, but there was that tragic was... ending where that old asshole threw that valuable diamond <laughs> into the water. That was sad. <laughs> I actually scribbled that on the magazine. That joke, but um, yeah, I don't know. People love that movie. I, well, I gotta say, when it's on cable, I think it's I think it's immensely watchable. I yeah. really think that Leonardo DiCaprio's got something. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I think uh, I really do. I think he carries it like in the way that like uh, if you know a decade or two earlier, Robert Redford would a movie. Like he's just so charming that uh, you want to make love to him <laughs> in a boat that's sinking. So you could die with some dignity. Number two, it's corny though. Is, it's uh, corny. Hold it's on a, a second. Super corny Let's, movie. Titanic is corny. Oh, it's corny. And that is fucking shit. old woman. There was nobody raises running around the, the, the corn level, gun threatening another guy for taking his lady. That was that. That wasn't there. There was a perfectly good cruise until they hit the ice. Dude, what about the beginning of the ti- of Titanic, where his Italian friend is the worst? Of, hey, Jack, are we going to America? And maybe we bring a pizza to America. Like it's so fucking horrible. I can't believe any movie that has that kind of. How about Billy Zane? <laughs> That's what I'm shouldn't, saying. Shouldn't his gun. character be tying a woman to a railroad track <laughs> with a yeah a stovepipe hat? Yeah, yeah. Waxing his mustache. Uh, uh, Titanic should have been shown silent with an old piano next to it. <laughs> but that the old woman thing, the wraparound with the old woman is fucking horrible. And she's, I, I'm sure she's a fine actress, but <laughs> yeah. the things she has to say just couldn't be worse corny. Yeah, that was bullshit. The only way I could like that is if that was my grandma. Then I would say, she's great. I... S- <laughs> I feel like I still get mad that she threw that thing in the ocean. That was worth millions, you fucking cut. Like, I still get mad about it. Sometimes I'll wake up and be mad about it. Well, it shows that she's senile. (laughs) It shows that the point of the movie is when people She should have given those diamonds to Leona Helsley's cats and dogs. (laughs) The point is that when people have Alzheimer's, it's very sad. And they have memories that are not true. They, they imagine they were on the what, Titanic. What if, just, what if she just went back in and said, I just threw my poop over the side. They went, no, that was the heart of the ocean. Look, oh, the point. The point of, she but, has Alzheimer's. Should we let her hang on to, to the valuables? To, you know, to make a movie about Alzheimer's is brave. And I think... I think the, the interesting thing and the thing that makes people gasp is... You watch this movie, and you care about this story, and you worry for this lady, and the memories she has are so heavy. And then when she does this completely illogical, horrifying thing, human, just a, that, just how much good could she have done with that diamond? She obviously doesn't have any understanding of what the world is, where she is, what's going on, what's important or not important. And they've made their point. They've made their point that 
people with Alzheimer's live in a completely other world that's just tragic and you shouldn't believe them when they tell memories in the, in the sequel she rips up her stimulus check <laughs> thinks it's just junk mail rips it, rips it right up $600 I think it'd be fine I, li- I, li- I like your idea that it's I think they should go back and re-edit it to mirror more of her like crumbling mind, and then just you'd see you see weird stuff in the background, like and then the band started playing as puppies flew to freedom, you know, like there's just weird shit in the background yeah. that she yeah. remembers. Okay, I gotta get two more in before we run out of time. The Lord of the Rings trilogy is number two. Oh, Lord of the fuck! Rings. The trilogy is number two. I made yeah. it through uh, 15 minutes of that fucking thing. It was like a Kodak commercial. With these goddamn little creatures jumping around in a fucking da- sun-dappled meadow. And this fucking Bilbo character putting on this goddamn ring, which is he does as a prank. He does it to open the movie. He does it as a prank. Then later, when Frodo puts it on, it's a fucking nightmare world. So why does Bilbo think it's a fucking hoot to put it on? Why is it just a big joke? That he scampers around with the thing on to play a prank on his buddies on his birthday. And the fucking Frodo, he goes to hell. And now I'm just imagining. Now wait, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Period. That's in the first 15 minutes. I'm just imagining Secondly, saying, Daddy Gandalf, him. shut up. Gandalf, Gandalf is, I agree, I understand he's magic, but the notion so that he can change and does change his height constantly when he walks around it, it doesn't charm me the, it didn't charm me that that, that they they say they say where in he, tolkien does it they say, say that he filmed an unfilmable novel and i say keyword unfilmable <laughs> what the fuck all right number one bob here we go any last thoughts on got about 30 seconds i think any last thoughts on pulp fiction is there number one New classic. Well, I I would never make it number one, but it's certainly it's in the certainly, top ten. It's certainly Definitely. up there. Yeah. It's awesome. It's my only be complaint besides the watchable. actresses with the bad foreign accents or the bad foreign actresses. There's two of them in there, I think. Besides that, it bothers me that the cleaner comes in and says, you know, hey, wash that blood off of those guys. Get rid of the body. I'm the cleaner. I fixed everything. Like, he comes in, yeah. everything Hi- Harvey Keitel tells him to do, but no shit, they're all fucking criminals. I think they'd all proceed to do exactly those things that he suggests that they do. He's not an innovator. He's not... Uh, he doesn't help. He doesn't cut any corners. He doesn't make him a sandwich. He's, he comes in and acts like he's really in control, and he doesn't do shit. And that movie made the N-word okay for white people to say, uh, again... That's our show. Thank you very much, everybody. Bob Odenkirk, Chris Hardwick. I love movies. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug...